The views and discussion expressed on this program do not necessarily represent those of the hosts of the program. WMKV, Maple Knoll Communities, WLHS, the Lakota Local School District, or staff and management. The information and advice presented are educational in nature and not intended to be taken as specific legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Always consult with your own legal, accounting, or other professional before making any investment. Welcome to Real Life Real Estate Investing, a show to help you gain financial freedom by investing in real estate. Brought to you by the Real Estate Investors Association of Cincinnati and the Ohio Real Estate Investors Association. You're listening to Real Life Real Estate Investing on WMKV, WLHS, and the Maple Knoll Radio Network. And now your host, Vena Jones-Cox. Good evening and welcome to Real Life Real Estate Investing, broadcasting from the Cromer Mashburn Family Studios at Public Radio, WMKV, and WLHS. I'm your host, Vena Jones-Cox, and this is the show that brings you the information and inspiration to start or grow your own real estate investing business. Only today... We are going to talk about how to start or grow the next generation's real estate investing business. That's right. Today, we're talking to all those parents out there who are despairing over the fact that the kid, the schools don't even teach your kids how to balance a checkbook, much less how to start a business or what what capitalism is or why you might not want to plan to have a job your entire life. And our expert today knows this very well, both from his personal life and his career. Jim Wood is the former head of the real estate program at Cincinnati State Technical and Community College. He's also a real-life real estate investor with 24 years experience. He is the multi-year director of the Youth Entrepreneurial Academy for OREA, and he is, of course, the proud father of a family that must know everything in the world at this point about entrepreneurialism, even if they don't always listen to dad. <laughs> so true. So true, Bina. <laughs> so um, this is a this is a program that I've been meaning to do for for quite a while, and um, it's you know of course we've 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 got a probably a bunch of folks who are going well, I don't have kids I don't really know what they what 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 this means to me well. If you are yourself a kid or you have nieces, nephews, I mean, anybody that is within your sphere of influence, uh, this is this is going to be important stuff today because it, it this doesn't just affect families. I mean, our entire culture is moving in terms of where the big lump of people are. Um, somewhere between 72 and 78 million baby boomers are retiring in the next 15 years. And a lot of these folks are the ones who've traditionally provided rental housing and done that business. So what is that what does that mean to our industry and housing and the real estate industry in general? Well, with me, you know, that's a great question. What what happens is you've you've got this gigantic portion of baby boomers that are all looking to over the next fifteen years retire. And of course as that occurs, we have to have all these young people that come up and fill their places. And so when you when you look at that impact, it's going to be a very profound impact. I mean, when you look at your, the next five years, potentially, 
one out of five people that are in the federal workforce could retire. I mean, those are gigantic numbers. Mm -hmm. And in addition to that, you look at how the world's starting to change in terms of, you know, people being downsized, laid off, jobs going overseas. Granted, some are coming back now, but it's going to be a, a big change. And you mentioned earlier about our schools and colleges. Um, you know, it, you know, kids come out of school today, and, and most of them are are not headed for college. Unfortunately, a lot of students say they are going to go to college. As as you really look at the statistics, you know, probably of the 50 percent that the they'll announce at graduation that they're going to go on to college, you might see 25 percent of those students actually show up at college. Then you look at the dropout rates in college are astronomical, and so you've got a bunch of kids out there who aren't prepared for employment and in a lot of cases the ones who are going to get jobs are going to be um, in in jobs that we don't even know what they are today I mean 10 years ago 15 years ago if you said mentioned the word search engine optimization nobody would know what you're talking about social today. media manager exactly those are all <laughs> common terms so for those people who go on to get an education and that's something that's employment related job specific they're going to do just fine mm-hmm mm-hmm now as you sort of cast your crystal ball into the future, because I mean, you've been you've been sort of in that end of things, educating mm -hmm. these kids so yep. that they could go on and do things for what thirty years mm -hmm. now. Um, what career areas do you think are going to be in a lot of demand here and and really throughout the world? Because we're in a we're in a global economy now. Yep. There's no longer such thing as I live in Cincinnati, so I can't work in India, right? Yep. Or vice versa. Right. <laughs> what's What's interesting about the 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 you know employment in terms of when people retire and who's going to come to fill them, you know, the, it's kind of shocking because we tend to think that all these jobs that are out there that pay well happen to be in the sciences, engineering, those kind of things. But the reality is, the number one job out there right now that employers are looking for are salespeople. Mm -hmm. So. Anybody coming out of college or high school who's developed the uh, their sales skills um, will have, for the most part, you, you pick where you want to go. Mm -hmm. um, in fact, I encourage students, you know, at Cincinnati State, it's, you know, don't worry about your job at the fast food restaurant. You know, go get some job where you're going to have some introduction of selling. And in some cases, it's going to the local cell phone store to work or out to the mall. And if these students are coached in their selling skills, that can really help them out, particularly later on when someday they may wake up and say, you know something, I think I can do this better than these guys are doing it. And they start to think about starting their own businesses because one of the prime skills in being successful in business is the ability to influence and persuade and to sell. That is so true. It took me many years of being you know, a landlord, a flipper, a whatever to realize that 90% of my job was sales. I thought it was <laughs> I thought it was all the technical part of how do I evaluate a house and how do I screen a tenant and it turns out that while that stuff is important, really the reason businesses are successful is because of the sales skills and I don't remember the sales class they offered at my high school. Maybe there was no. one. <laughs> but I don't remember seeing it on the schedule at all. Yeah. You're listening to Real Life Real Estate Investing. We're talking today about how to get your kids, nieces, nephews, uh, uh, children who, and young people who are within your sphere of influence 
interested in the real estate business, we are also taking your questions. You can either go to our website at askvina.com or you can give us a call at 772-9658 here in the greater Cincinnati area or if you're listening to us on the web, call us toll free at 877-772-9658. Welcome back to Real Life Real Estate Investing. If you're listening to Real Life Real Estate through our podcast, remember that you can also listen and participate live on Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Eastern at WMKV 89.3 or WLHS 89.9 in the greater Cincinnati area or live streaming anywhere in the world at WMKVFM.org. Talking today about how to get your kids interested in real estate, or if not in real estate, just in in business, in the stuff that you know because you're in real estate, but they don't know because their schools don't teach it to them. Um, and uh, Jim, there's a whole there's a whole thing out there now. There's a whole here in the media. I hear it from people in their twenties all the time that um, they don't believe, and by they I mean apparently everyone in the world, that this generation is going to have the opportunities to become wealthy that any prior generation has ever had. So what is is your feeling about that? I mean, are, are, are these kids really stuck on having a lower standard of living than their parents had and it's there's nothing that can be done about it or is there some way that that they can start preparing themselves now to really be wealthy sure that the i mean the way people have have uh, gotten wealthy in the past is we tend to think and i'm probably just like you when i looked at the people who became wealthy there were people who made their money in the stock market won the lottery were movie stars sports stars book authors and all those kind of folks. And the reality is, is that only represents like 1% of all the people who become wealthy. 5% become wealthy because they're very good at selling and very good at sales management. 10% get wealthy because they're in professions, doctors, attorneys, and that type of stuff. Another 10% get wealthy because they are a um, um, corporate CEO and they're getting stock options and great salaries and all that stuff. But the vast majority of people who become wealthy in America, it's all done through cell phone businesses. And so when you look at what you can potentially do by starting a business and then growing that business over time or establishing multiple locations over time, I mean, it's amazing what people can do. And the reality is, is, is it's a little harder today to start businesses, but it still can be done. And one of my favorites, obviously, is real estate. Mm-hmm. So I, I think what you're saying is stop listening to the whining about how the jobs are not going to be as good and take your kids out of that whole paradigm right. and, and say you don't have to think about a job. You need to think about what is a business and how does that work and um, get them prepared for it. Because, mm-hmm. oh, my gosh, I was so unprepared to start a business when I started yeah. a business. I can't even tell you. I mean, we would we would be here for 12 hours if I told you all the things that I didn't know and and sort of had to learn the hard way mm-hmm. by 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 messing it up. And I know that one of the things that parents will often say uh when you, you know, talk to them at a real estate association meeting or something like that is I wish I could get my kids interested in my business, but they just, I mean, I can lecture them all day long and they just, they could not be less interested in what, in what I do. 
for the for the parents who are sort of in that position, what do you what do you say to them? I mean, it's true. I wasn't interested in what my dad did when I grew up, and it was real estate. <laughs> uh, part of it is is uh, where does your money come from as a teenager? And I was kind of raised in a family where if you wanted things as a child, there were opportunities for you to take and you know make money by doing chores. And so, I mean, my wife and I kind of did the same thing. We looked and we said, okay, so you can go work for somebody else at this wage rate, or you can work in the family business for this wage rate. And so starting relatively early in life, because all we gave them was basically school lunch money, but if you wanted money for a space camp or you wanted money to, um, you know, for the nicest pair of tennis shoes, the $150 <laughs> tennis shoes, then mom and dad will pay for 65 bucks of that, but you're going to pay the difference. And so it became a matter of you go to the chore list on the refrigerator and the car, wash the car is $2, vacuum it's $2, $3 to, you know, to, to take and clean the garage, $10 to wax the car. So there was a dollar value for everything they did, and then they can literally then go out and begin the process of earning money, you know, at the, in the family. And the other thing we did is we took them to our um, houses we were flipping. And it's amazing what can happen if you give them age-appropriate things to do. I mean, there's always picking up the job site. I mean, it's like, here's a half-inch brush, and there's the wrought iron railing on the front porch. <laughs> Go to it. And they start, and, I mean, Liz and I would take and, you know, pay them nice money, and we actually started them with their Roth IRAs using the money they earned on the, on the rental properties and on the flipper houses. You know, it went, you know, part of it went to them, part of it went to the Roth IRA. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, in my family it was... Um go down to the apartment building which was at the end of the block you know we we had a house at the end of the block where the apartment building that they owned was and it was the refrigerators need to be cleaned the stoves need to be cleaned and there, there was some gross work <laughs> to, in, in some of those places but if you wanted the money that was what you went and did and um i think a lot of entrepreneurs sort of uh in one way or another and my family is more you're going to do it whether you want to or not and right. get paid in your family. It was, I guess, more of a, if you would like to get paid, here's a thing that you can do. Um, but the, you know, I think the question though of how do you make your kids listen when they can't listen to mom and dad about mom and dad's business? You know, I think for me, I had to hear other people say it. Mm-hmm. You know, I think something like uh, going to the, the Youth Academy at Oria, which wasn't available when I was a kid, and we'll talk a little bit more about that later, uh, would have been a great thing. Because when I heard other people say exactly the same thing, that, it made perfect sense. <laughs> it's the 50-mile rule in education. It's like if you're from 50 miles away or further, you must be an expert. Mm -hmm. And so to agree, a degree, it works the same, you know, whether what social groups you're in. You know, if, if, you, if your parents' friends tell you one thing that's different than when... Mm -hmm. They tell you that same thing. Well, and, you know, most, most RIA groups are pretty open to mm -hmm. letting kids come to the meetings, too. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if that's what it takes, maybe take your, start taking your kids to the, to the sure. local real estate association and the meetings. The other thing that's really great is if you just take an – I mean, the most important thing to do is to – to me is share them, share with them the financials in the business where they, you can sit there and say, okay, we bought the house for this. We spent this much to renovate it, and we're going to sell it for this, and look at all this money. And then if you can take and tie that in with, so where do you want to go on vacation this year? Mm -hmm. Okay, well, 
the money from this goes for that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's how we paid for Disney World. Exactly. <laughs> so I'm sure that uh, in in your years of of teaching various young people this, you have seen some kids that walk in and you're like, that you just know that kid is going to be a millionaire before he's thirty, and other kids you kind of go, eh, the mindset's just not there. Is there really a single mindset that makes a serious entrepreneur and can it be taught absolutely can be taught and here's here's the here's the mindset and you've got the paycheck mentality of every two weeks i want to get a check and so it's like what do i have to do to do that then the other mindset is the profit mindset which is what do i have to do this week so at the end of the week there's a profit there one of the interesting stories was I had a, a guy come in and buy one of my businesses, and he walked in and he and he was buying this business for her daughter for his daughter who was getting ready to graduate from college, and I said, well, what are you doing buying your daughter a business? And he says, well, it's simple. He says, I never want my daughter to know what it's like to work for wages, only profits. Mm. Wow, that was an eye opener. Mm-hmm. And you know, I bet I bet ninety percent of the 10-year-olds in the world couldn't tell you what the difference is mm-hmm. between wages and profits. And sadly, probably 60% of the 20-year-olds in the world couldn't tell you the difference between wages and profits. So some of that very basic just financial education that, you know, maybe we assume that we talk about it so much that they must be hearing it or it maybe just isn't there. So let's talk about some easy resources. Um, I, I'm sitting here, I'm thinking, oh man, you know, I haven't done a good job with my kids. They don't, they wouldn't know the difference between wages and profits. Are there, are there books that are good for, for, you know, maybe teens to college age kids to read that are, you know, available at amazon.com or something? Sure. Absolutely. I mean, you know, one of the interesting things we did when we raised our kids was that one of the things they could do was they could do the chores or beginning at age 14 and a half, they could begin to uh, read books from what we called the Wood Kids Reading List. And essentially it was all those books that we chose that would help cement in their mind how to become an entrepreneur, how to become financially free early in life. And, and we literally you know, said, $100, here's a brand new copy of the book, here's a highlighter, red pen, post-it notes, or what do you want to do to the book? And we sat down in the family room or in the, in the kitchen at the kitchen table and said, well, so what did you learn? And they could go back through the book. And when we were satisfied that they'd learned some key things in the book, here you go. Here's pretty much almost a brand new $100 bill. Hmm. And at age 14 and a half, when you say, do you want to do another one? It's like, absolutely. Which <laughs> one do you recommend? And I said, whatever one you want to pick. Mm-hmm. So when you look at some of the things we did, some of the Rich Dad, Poor Dad, um, Millionaire Next Door, Millionaire Mind, um, Richest Man in Babylon, I've got a I've got a, uh, a, a the Wood Kids reading list is probably about three pages long. Mm-hmm. And, uh, if, you know, if anybody wants a, a copy of that, if they just take and, and send an email to me at uh, jimwood100 at gmail.com, I'll be happy to just take and, and send that to you. And just in the subject line, just write in there, Wood Kids reading list. That'd be great. 
jimwood100 at gmail.com. And then when you get ready to order them, go to wmkvfm.org yeah. and click the Amazon link there. And then you can support public radio, too. So, I mean, a lot of the books you, you mentioned are just classics, right? Yep. They're just like every entrepreneur needs to read those. If you haven't, if you haven't heard of those, you should get <laughs> the Jim Woods kids <laughs> reading list and read them yourself because those are all uh, just just things that every entrepreneur says, oh, that book completely changed my life. Um, what about parents who encourage their kids to get the college education with the technical training so they can go get a job because in the parents' minds, being an entrepreneur is risky, right? You're not going to, you're not going to go bankrupt working a job, assuming the job doesn't go bankrupt. Mm -hmm. But you know, I, I, uncle Joe back in the fifties, he started that business and he ended up in the poor house. Is it, I mean, is that, is that a mindset that is correct? I mean, is being, an, entrep- an entrepreneur riskier <laughs> than than going out and getting a job. It, it's a little riskier, but I mean, what parents really want, I mean, and, and what the school systems provide is, you know, for the most part, parents want a nice, safe, secure job with benefits. And the reality is, today we know that that's not as likely to to happen as it did in the past. You could go work for a company for thirty years and. And get the gold watch and the great pension and those kind of things just aren't out there anymore. So, but absolutely, if you take and you look at starting a business and starting small, and I highly recommend kids start businesses while they're in high school. I mean, I ha- I've taught kids how to how to sell things on on eBay, uh, and you, you know, sell things on Amazon. I have one, I have one student who who came to me and said, "Hey, thanks a lot." I'm selling things on eBay now. I buy motorcycles that that are used, and I break them down into parts, and I take and part them out and sell them. And there's just all kinds of little things you can do, even from a babysitting perspective. It's like, well, there's babysitting, and then there's babysitting with outstanding customer service. <laughs> there's marketing, in exactly. other words. Exactly. <laughs> in other words, we figure out ways to enhance the babysitting experience so the parents will pay you more. Mm-hmm. So you can take in anything that's out there, mowing lawns, and turn it into a business that, that young people can learn from. Mm-hmm. And, and and those sorts of businesses are pretty low risk, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. I, yeah. I went out and I spent $30 at Kinkle making a lot of flyers and I didn't get a, a babysitting job. Eh. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> right? Yeah. Very good. Uh, you're listening to Real Life Real Estate Investing. I'm your host, Fina Jones-Cox. My guest today is Jim Wood, the former head of the real estate program at Cincinnati State College. We are talking about how to get your kids interested in real estate, in entrepreneurialism, and how to be that guide that they need because they ain't getting it at their local educational institutions in all likelihood. You can call in with questions at 877-772-9658, or you can go to our website at askvina.com. Welcome back to Real Life Real Estate Investing. We have a special gift this week for Real Life Real Estate listeners at askvina.com. It's a 27-page ebook called 12 Strategies for Negotiating with Sellers. All you have to do is go to askvina.com, fill out the response form there, confirm that you're a real human being and not one of these bots that hits us a thousand times a day, and 
we'll send you that free ebook. Uh, and it's got 12 different techniques for talking to motivated sellers and helping them understand what their own bottom line is. Again, that's at askvina.com. It's a 27-page ebook on 12 strategies for negotiating with sellers. Talking today to Jim Wood about how you can get your kids more interested in real estate or at least in business and uh, entrepreneurialism. You can call in with your questions at 877-772-9658 or you can uh, ask them via email by going to that same askvina.com website, filling in the response form there that says ask Vina a question. Now, Jim, let's talk a little about you. You started a business fairly young and um, what what was going on with you? Like, what was in your mind? Like, what what made you decide to do that? And uh, how did it work out for you? <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, it was a wonderful experience. And what motivated me was I'd worked a a job where I loaded and unloaded windows off semis Ooh, by hand for minimum wage. Nice. And I decided I don't want to work for minimum wage anymore. What can I do? So my parents were in the process of having their house painted. I went to walk past the painter who was painting the front entryway, and I just stopped for a minute and I said, how long would it take me to learn how to become a painter? (laughs) And he says, it's not a hard skill to learn, son. (laughs) So what would I need? And he went and explained what I needed. I said, well, do I need a truck? And he says, no, just strap the ladders to the top of your car. And so off I went into business, and I you know, I had no idea how to estimate your jobs and stuff. And he said, listen, just journal everything that you do and know that you get faster over time. So there I was, you know, you know young guys starting by myself um, and just went out and started painting for relatives. And, of course, then the neighbors would come over and say, will you give me a price on my house? Hey, and always need a good painter. Exactly. Always and need so, a good painter. <laughs> and then it became a matter of, well, do you guys do landscape too? And do you mow lawns? And it kind of grew and grew and grew to the point where I ended up having four of my friends work with me. And you know, from that point on, it just kind of, again, had no money. So it's like, okay, so every time you guys go get a job for me, I'll pay an extra dollar an hour while we're working on that job. So they'd go during lunch hour and hustle, and they'd go talk to their friends and relatives and people in their parents' social circles, and it turned out to be a really successful business. Unfortunately, I got bored with it. <laughs> Entrepreneurial ADD. Exactly. And so what happened was, even though that, even though it was successful and it made the money I wanted to make, it counts as a business failure in the federal statistics because the business closed. Mm-hmm. So when you hear the statistics about of all the businesses fail within the first five years. It's sort of true and sort of not. I mean, the reality is if you someday want to become wealthy through business ownership, you just have to be prepared to start one more business than that eight out of ten. You've got to be willing to start nine. Mm -hmm. Somebody's going to hit it on business number one, right? Steve Jobs, Bill Gates, some poor sucker like Colonel Sanders is going to hit it on, like, business 18. <laughs> Be persistent. Mm-hmm. Uh, comment on Facebook from Michelle. She says, I just took my son to see another 
and these are her, this is her word, broken house <laughs> this morning. I imagine that's what he calls them, his <laughs> yeah. broken houses. Uh, he talks nonstop about business to make money, so this should be good to help him refine his interests. Thanks. Absolutely. Thank you, Michelle. I think Michelle's kids are like five and seven, so she's, <laughs> she's, uh, she is starting them really, really young. And, you know, I'm not, I don't, think jim that it that it works so much to say nothing to your kids about this until they are in you know ready to graduate from high school and then all of a sudden say oh well there's you know there's all this stuff you need to know i i think there's a way to start with them at at a very very young age and you know maybe not whipping out the profit and loss statements and explaining them to them but you know doing things like michelle's doing and like you said you did with your kids this is here's a rail painted oh by the way are you having that house got us a vacation sure and picking up nails, you know, because when you're doing tear-outs, there's a lot of nails that end up just laying around. It's like, penny a nail. <laughs> <laughs> penny a nail. You were much more generous than my father was about that. <laughs> I wanted to keep them away from the minimum wage folks. <laughs> yeah, well, my father did not would not have had any objection to me picking up nails, which I, I just hear all these parents go, oh, he had his kids picking up nails. Yeah, they're they're, they're pretty, lying on the ground. And, and, and kids are pretty resilient. I mean, you know, just get them their tetanus shots, right? <laughs> um, so let's, let's go. We've been talking a lot about sort of getting uh, kids interested in business and making them understand the differences between a business and a job and the pros and cons of each one. Let's, let's go back to real estate. Um, you were for a while on the board at Cincinnati RIA, and you, I'm sure, remember all the discussions that we had then and are having now about what is it that is keeping these college, you know, recent college graduates from getting involved in real estate? Why are we not seeing them coming through our doors in their 20s? Why are we, why, why are people waiting until their 40s or 50s to think real estate specifically? Is there, is there something about real estate that, I don't know, repels <laughs> younger children or? It's just not cool at that particular age. What's cool is money. And so when you look at how children, you know, young people think, you know, they think about, um, so, you know, so I can't tell them, so listen, you have a choice when you wake up in the morning. You can wake up, go to a job, and make your employer rich, or you can maybe create a business or get involved in real estate, and over time, not instantly, maybe you'll end up financially free sooner rather than later. And so... And I mean, a lot of these kids are going, I want to be in sports marketing. Mm-hmm. Now, it's a, that's a good major, but how many jobs are there in sports marketing, considering all the students who want to major in that? Mm-hmm. But when you look at real estate, people are going to always need housing. And when you look at the housing stock that's out there in a lot of cities that needs to be properly managed and run, so you got good, decent rental housing. And when you look at buying broken houses and turning them around and making them productive on the tax rolls again and and again helping the school districts out in terms of the revenue from the property taxes i mean it's a great thing i mean there's there's the you know people always look at the at the money side of real estate and you can do very very well but when you look at the human side of real estate in terms of how you can help people then in a lot of cases through creative finance move them into properties on a, on a lease option basis or on a land contract basis and eventually transition them in to full home ownership you know, over a period of time, yeah, that's a great feeling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It seems to me like a lot of the, of the 
18 and 20 something kids that I talk to who are business oriented are very much about, I'm going to start a website that I then sell to Google for $9 billion. Like this one guy that I once heard of did. And, um, you know, sure, that'd be great, right? <laughs> if, 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 if that happened. But uh, as you say, real estate is just something that that everybody needs all the time. Mm -hmm. And um, it isn't sexy, I guess. Although everything you just said, I was like, yeah, that's true. That's really exciting. <laughs> but, you know, I'm just out of my 20s. So maybe, you know, I'm hearing the message differently uh, than a lot of these younger kids did. Uh, just got an email here from uh, Robert, who lives in Newport. He says, Tell Jim he is not preaching to the choir. I am 28 years old. I own six rental houses. I do have a full-time job, but by my calculations, if I keep up at this rate, I will be able to fully retire out of the rat race on passive income by the time I am 40. Congratulations. Way to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, real estate doesn't have to be a full-time yep. business uh, for these kids. And, and uh, you know, a lot of them... Um, uh, aren't thinking about retirement right sure. that's 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 so far away I, i'd be twice as old as i am right now before i would retire but uh even if you decide not to retire kids the ability to do it mm -hmm. you know you don't you don't have to actually do it no. <laughs> but it's a good feeling to know you could do it sure. if it came to that and it doesn't have to be a full-time super aggressive business apparently robert here has six properties yeah. and we we both know people who could retire if they wanted to but once you learn how to play the great game of business, it's kind of fun. Mm -hmm. It's almost like a sport to a degree. Mm -hmm. And it's just real estate is a way to take and play the game. Mm -hmm. Very true. You're listening to Real Life Real Estate Investing, talking to Jim Wood about getting younger folks interested in real estate. For those of you who have kids, grandkids, people that you would like to influence, uh, if you have any questions, give us a call at 877-772-9658 or go to our website at askvina.com. Welcome back to Real Life Real Estate Investing. I'm your host, Vina Jones-Cox, talking today to Jim Wood about just some ideas, some tips, some tri tricks for starting to get your kids involved in real estate or, heck, if they don't like real estate, that's okay. They can go start some other business as long as they as long as they just have this option open to them right i mean so what if the, so what if they decide to go get a job they need to be able to make the choice sure and on top of that when you just look from the retirement option perspective um I mean, when you when you take and you turn over all your money to buy stocks bonds mutual funds and that kind of stuff you're to a degree out of control um when you actually use that money instead to uh, buy real estate you're much more in control and the reality is, is, if I try and borrow money to go buy a bank stock, the bank's going to say no. <laughs> but if I go, how about lending me some money on this four family, then frequently the answer is yes. And so I can actually, you know, leverage, you know, a small amount of money for a down payment into a, you know, eventually a big pot of money when that building's paid off. Mm -hmm. You mentioned that your kids had Roth IRAs, I gather, from a fairly early <laughs> Yeah. age is is that something that you recommend that absolutely. folks do for their kids absolutely as young as you can start them in fact i teasingly say there's no reason not to use your child as a model 
and pay them handsomely <laughs> and start that IRA sometime in their first year after they're born. That's right, because you really do have the world's cutest newborn. That's it's right. not Everybody just your imagination. Does. So, of course, you would want them to pose for your, you know, real estate signs. Sure, we say, all have flyers and postcards <laughs> that we send out. Pay them, up, pay them and... Use that because you got to have earned income. You can't right. just like give them exactly. the money. Although yep. you can, you can give them the money if it's a a, a Coverdale Education mm -hmm. Savings Account, which yep. is another option. And yeah, I've seen the charts on what happens if you start a kid really really young with an IRA, mm -hmm. and then and then all they do is just make the contributions and coast on a normal interest rate, not even like doing anything with real estate yeah. in it. So, um, so you have been leading this. Uh, two-day cash flow academy for the ohio real estate investors association's annual conferences for five years now yep. it's been been, a, been yep. a long time and i i know those get great comments from the kids every year i worry and every year the kids come out going that was really awesome you must have some success stories by now mm -hmm. from from you know folks that seem ridiculously young uh, mm -hmm. doing some great things with real estate. Can you share one of those with us? Sure. I, I mean, there's a young man that he first started coming to the uh, academy, and his father said, listen, I know the rules are you're supposed to be like 15, and but he's only 13, but he's really mature for his age. Can I have him be part of it? And sure, we'll just kind of see how it goes. And it turns out, I mean, the young man is out there helping his dad do real estate deals. He's uh, 16 years old, and, and he... I mean, he claims, I really want to try and be wealthy by the time I'm like 21 to 23. So, you know, and, and his dad's a great coach. I mean, he works in his dad's, you know, business. And uh, he's you know, he's already starting to look at buying his own properties for the future. So, mm -hmm. absolutely, there's some great examples. I had the young man there I told you, you know, who did the... Uh, um, Parting out the motorcycles. I have other people that do other things with regards to uh, you know businesses on eBay. Um, yeah, there was a there was a little, little gal there this year who I I want to say just turned eighteen, and this was either her second or third year, and uh, she had completed with the help of her mother, of course, because mm -hmm. she was too young to actually exactly. sign any legal documentation. <laughs> so her mom had to sign that stuff for her. But uh, she and her mom both said she did the rehab herself. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. I had, I had another, you know, I have young young students that say, listen, you know, what I do is I go out there and I have to go to study hall. But one of the options I have with study halls, I can go to the library. And when I'm in the library, I use the high school computers to go out there and search on Zillow and Realtor.com. And I kind of look for deals that are potentially wholesale deals or, or rehab deals for my mom and dad. And, of course, parents pay them for doing that mm -hmm. oh yes and 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 parents come on your kids know a whole lot more <laughs> yeah. about about how to set up your website your wordpress but your your blog all that stuff that you have always known you needed to do to market your business and you're going oh i should hire a va your your kids are better at it than yep. <laughs> the vas are so you know you can you can get them interested in the stuff that they are interested in sure. which is being on the internet mm -hmm. and it can also help you and help them understand that, hey, your website that you set up just got us a lead that we were able to turn into a vacation uh, or whatever. Yeah. So um, if you want to put this on your calendar for next year, ladies and gentlemen, it's November 7th and 8th, 2015 for the Youth Academy at the uh, OREA Summit. We always talk about the OREA Summit here on Real Life Real Estate, and we rarely have time to even mention <laughs> that there's there's this whole simultaneous thing going on for uh 
for younger kids to 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 have somebody else, <laughs> not you, that not not you parents, but somebody else, uh, start to talk to your kids about uh, real estate. Now, do do kids that age? Because this is like for fifteen to twenty four year olds, and I know when you were teaching at the college level, you had some older students and then some that were probably right out of high school. Do they do they really get more complex concepts like multiple streams of income? I know that that's a big thing that you teach. Do they are they able to really absorb that and understand the value of it and so on? Absolutely, um, especially when I bring in examples from the real world where I have just local people that might be doing something with regards to even multi level marketing. Mm-hmm. I come in and I talk about people who they may have known that graduated five years ago that now own you know eight. Uh, you know, four families. Um, you know, talk about people who started out as realtors and now, you know, own uh, are brokers in three different states and they're growing their, you know, their business. And, you know, they, they come to realize that it doesn't make any difference. Whatever your passion is at the time, go get started with that. The beauty is with some of these multiple streams of income is when you decide to leave and go do something else, frequently the stream of income keeps coming. Mm-hmm. And that's the most important thing. And you know, and if you can, try and get those streams of income embedded into your Roth IRA so when you retire, those streams come out tax-free forever. Mm-hmm. And if for no other reason, I mean, because there's, there's, there's folks who are listening to us and they're saying, well, that's all great and I would really love it if my kid did start a business, but I still want them to go to college. I just want them to have that experience to, you know, get a liberal arts degree and meet people and, and so on. If for no other reason you need to get your kids involved in your real estate business so that they can have a self-directed CISA so that they don't have to burden themselves with $100,000 in student loans, right? I mean, Right. That's... that's- by all means, make sure your kids come out of college with some saleable skill if you want them to have a job. The days of students coming out to a large degree um, with a, a liberal arts degree and finding a great job are getting fewer and fewer because of global competition. I mean, companies are going, we can't afford to spend $40,000 to train you at this job we want you to be job ready when you come out. And it's just, it's just global competition. The money's not there to do that anymore. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we've all heard about students who come out of college and then discover they have to go to grad school to really get the job they want. And by the time that's all finished with, they literally have more debt than they are going to make over the course of the next 20 years of their career. So, you know, you folks who are who know how to make money in real estate, self-directed CISA look into it because you could be doing some of those deals in your kids education plan and then they will just have the money and it's tax-free to you and them to do it when you have your first you know child think about buying your first rental property because over the next 18 years the rentals will be paying down the mortgage the value can be going up at the end of 18 years do a you know cash out you know refinancing and there's the money for their college education Mm-hmm. or a good part of it. Earlier in the program, you offered to send your three-page list of books that your kids uh, read as a, a preparation to under, you know, financial literacy. Can you share the email again where people can email sure. you? It's uh, jimwood100 at gmail.com. jimwood100 at gmail.com. Just put 
Wood Kids reading list in the subject line. And uh, Jim will pop that right back to you. And don't forget that you can go to askvina.com and uh, fill in the form at the top that says 12 killer seller negotiation techniques. Not literally killer. That just means really, really good. And you can get your free 27-page ebook on seller negotiation techniques. Again, that's askvina.com. We will be back next week with more information to put you on the path to financial independence through real estate investing. Until then, happy investing. <music>